That's what I'm talking about. That's the sound of the weekend. 8.07 on the Bob Rose Show. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Happy, happy Friday, my friends. Thank you for tuning in. It's the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy's here, and we have a very special guest, Congressman Mike Waltz. He's a congressman and a former Green Beret, and he joins us again on the Bob Rose Show. Good morning. How you doing, Congressman? I'm good. I'm good. Fighting the fight in the swamp. Well, yeah, and serious issues. Look, you're on the uh, House Armed Services Committee. We've got yeah. uh, Ukraine. Uh, you know, that we have a friendship with, clearly. And then you've got Russia sitting on their borders. Um, tell me what you think our involvement could be should Russia cross the border. Well, I want to be clear because I think there's a lot of, you know, kind of prognosticating and misinformation out there that, that I'm not advocating for U.S. troops to be fighting Russian troops over Ukraine. Not at all. Um, uh, Ukraine is, I think, a democracy that we need to support, um, that, um, uh, number one, number two, Putin fully intends and has publicly stated so on multiple occasions to essentially recreate and reimagine the old Soviet Union. Uh, so it does make us in our, it make it in our interest, uh, to support democracies when they are being threatened by dictators. We already saw one fall, as imperfect as it may have been in Afghanistan, uh, to now what is a Taliban terrorist super state. And if we allow another to fall, uh, and this is what I think Americans really need to understand, is that Z is watching in China, North Korea, uh, Iran, as it races towards a nuclear weapon to threaten Israel and the region. Uh, the United States needs to help these countries take a stand. And what does that mean? That means... We should already have had sanctions in place now. Uh, we, we should already be hitting the Russians economically uh, with the assurance that we will pull them back if they pull their troops back. And the other piece is I think we need to make it clear that if Russia invades, we will continue to support a Ukrainian resistance with supplies, uh, with, with weapons, uh, and, and, and with training. Uh, well, only it- if... Only if this is the clear, the, the sorry, the bottom line point, only if Putin believes this will be a bloody, protracted affair uh, that he can't just roll over the Ukrainians and they'll immediately surrender under his thumb. Do I think we can change his calculus to not do this? OK, well, we know for sure he wants to go in there. We've seen it before. Uh, he went into yep. Crimea. So we've known for a while he has designs on this country, yet it seems like we haven't sent them the appropriate weaponry that would actually That's make right. a difference. Where's the disconnect? Where's the problem? Hey, I was just out in Ukraine and there was a lot of frustration out there. Uh, they've been asking for surface to air missiles. They've been asking for anti-ship missiles, things that will actually... Uh, help them defend against the Russian air, uh, the, the Russian air force and the Russian navy, uh, and there was a lot of frustration in the sense that uh, even coming from our embassy, that they've been getting from from Washington is well, the White House doesn't want to provoke Putin. They don't want to do anything that could be escalatory. Uh, and I got to tell you, if you ever dealt with the Russians uh, or, or or any of these adversaries, that kind of weakness actually invites aggression. Uh, so I think it's just a completely fundamentally flawed approach, but it's the same approach they had back in 2014, and Russia invaded then. 
Yeah, I, 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 if he decides he's going to do it, I, I just don't see, uh, uh, you know, the world coming together to to necessarily stop him. In fact, I've heard stronger language coming out of like the UK and Boris Johnson that that if uh, Putin yeah. advances, there'll be uh, there'll be a lot of uh, Russian boys and their blood being spilled. Well, the big issue, actually, the big issue is Germany, uh, and this is why you know once again the Biden administration. Uh, has self-inflicted this crisis. They gave Russia what they wanted in the New START treaty and got nothing in return. That was an arms control treaty. They did nothing in response to the colonial pipeline hack. I think that sent a message of weakness. The debacle in Afghanistan, they already, the same team that was around Obama is now around Biden. So, uh, you know, they know they, he knows he can get away with it. Uh, and the issue with saying sanctions, sanctions, sanctions is Germany's not going to get on board because we didn't uh, stop the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, and Germany's now dependent for 40 to 50% of its gas in the middle of winter from Russia. Well, so, uh, it's, speaking it's, it's of, a it's, totally flawed approach. Along those same lines, we use more Russian oil than we have in many, many years. Uh, you know, millions of barrels now under Biden. Yep. Um, so right. what happens when we play tough uh, with him with sanctions? He could just as easily say, okay, well, we'll shut off the spigots. He might hurt himself oh, a little, but it hurt us. Well, it's even more idiotic than that. You know, Biden comes in, shuts down our pipeline, shuts down our fracking, you know, discourages investment in new oil and gas in the United States. Well, where does everybody go that still has demand? They've gone to Russian uh, oil and gas, which, by the way, is some of the dirtiest gas in the world. Uh, now that that has caused a crisis, because every time you go to the gas pump and you're paying higher prices, you see the barrel of oil going up, you're making Putin richer and bolder. So now the administration is going to Qatar, of all places, and asking them to produce more. By the way, they share a gas field with Iran. Uh, rather than <laughs> going back to energy independence where the United States can call the shot, and oh, by the way, we have much cleaner gas if you're worried about the environment, it is the most idiotic uh, approach. But once again, this self-inflicted bad policy, whether it's the border or inflation or this, uh, is, is causing this kind of crisis around the world. And we're sending money right into the hands of our adversaries. Look, you're, you're a military guy, warrior, uh, diplomat of Green Berets battles from Washington to Afghanistan. You understand military strategy and all that. I have to ask you, looking at it strategically, Congressman, what... What is the Biden administration up to? What is their end game with open borders, uh, stopping our energy or slowing down our energy production, uh, playing nice with our enemies, and his family, Biden's family, taking all kinds of money from China? And we know China's greased a lot of palms in D.C. So what's the end game here? Have we sold our country out? Well, I think at the end of the day, you you have people running the country that fundamentally believe Two things. One, that the United States is as much part of a problem around the world uh, as it is a solution. And when you believe what you hear coming from progressives all the time, that at our core and at our founding, we were a misogynist, racist, colonialist country. Uh, that's why you see things like Obama making an apology tour uh, when he came in office uh, <laughs> and talking about all of the, the bad we've done around the world instead of all of the good. And then number two, when they are faced with crisis, it's a concessions first. Let's just get them to the table. Let's see what we can give. 
uh, to, to, and to get the negotiations going. And when you take the military option, I'm not advocating using it in Ukraine, but you leave all options on the table when you're dealing with someone like Putin. You know, those three things uh, combined as you know, we're only a year in uh, and I don't see it changing. I just hope we could survive another three. And and I'm concerned about even Republicans, if they can be trusted. I just read a story, and it seems to be pretty well documented, about the Bush family, H.W. Sr. and George W., uh, and these very, very strong ties to China. And Neil Bush apparently still works really on behalf of the communist China regime. Uh, so when I hear that, I go, who can who can we who can we trust? Well, you know, I have, uh, I'll just say I have a lot of respect for the Bush family, but I do think uh, they were part of and may still be part of this flawed approach that if we can just integrate economically, uh, they will change politically. Uh, and, and we need to wake up to the fact that Z is taking advantage of us economically. Uh, they are planning for the collapse of the United States economically so that we can't compete militarily. Uh, he has said that openly. Uh, and he is openly talking about replacing the United States as the leader of the world. And that's not people uh, I want my kids or the Bush <laughs> kids and grandkids growing up in. And so I'll, I'll look at that story. I haven't seen that. All right. Uh, yeah, it's all in that book uh, by Schweitzer uh, that's that's coming out. It documents the Chinese influence in money, and it, it, it seems to be well documented and backed up. So, well, uh, look, Wall Street, Hollywood, sports industry, academia, I mean, America is drunk on Chinese dollars. Uh, and my call to action is when you see Made in China, put it down. It's not just a jobs issue, it's their national security. So I'll, I'll take a good look at it. All right. Uh, Congressman Mike Waltz, always appreciate it. Keep fighting a good fight, my friend. Be safe. Yes, sir. We'll uh, do 816 on the Bob Rose Show. Coming up, the biggest local story, Ed Bilarski fired from GRU. Now he says he's going to run for mayor. We're going to have a conversation with him coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Happy Friday. Come on weekend. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky.